What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Tuesday Track Talk, episode number 20 with your Three Stones pit crew. I'm Cam. I'm your tire changer. I'm Kellen. I'm your jackman. I'm also Cameron. I am the gas man. And just like any other week, we got a hell of a week coming in. We got some amazing race uh, recaps coming up. We have some preseason NASCAR along with Lucas Oil at Alltech Speedway. Got our featured topic of the week with our 2024 NASCAR Cup schedules that we each made up. Uh, and we'll have a few race previews here at the end as well as racing season's really starting to ramp up. We got a lot of racing going on this weekend as well. So uh, otherwise, what's what's going on, fellas? Not a whole lot. Um, didn't feel well at all over the weekend. Was under the weather, so didn't do much. But thankfully, uh, feels like we're getting back in the swing of things with racing. So that's what kept me going this weekend. So uh, no, looking forward to this episode. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, just having NASCAR back feels right again. Yeah, even just different, but. Just to get back, and you can know every Sunday you're going to have a race. Yep. Yep. So, no, it's, it was a good weekend. Preseason NASCAR coming in. It's, hey, any any little bit of it we can can get is is huge, especially this time. It's The jitters are starting to wear off now. So, should we hop into it then and kind of talk about the Bush Clash? And tell you what, it started off eventful right away with moving everything up a day, which I think is... No, it's from what Bob Pockeris says is pretty unprecedented as far as moving it up a day. So, but I think in in the end of it, it was a, a good call by NASCAR to be able to do it. And it seemed like it was pretty well received by everybody in the garage area too. That's one of those tricky ones because you know, what's coming. Do you try, do you try to hold out or do you just say, all right, we just, we got to make a call. Um, and fortunately enough, the weather did hold off on Saturday night that we did get that race in, especially for an event that's a non-point event. Um, it's tricky because you want to get it in, you want to do it, but at the end of the day, it's not like, oh, we canceled and we're going to lose a points race. Um, so good decision. They got it in, they did it in a timely fashion, still gave a good show. Um, so again, kind of those scenarios, you just make a decision and, and go with it. Yep, and I think, again, kudos to NASCAR for just making the call and getting the event in, um, the most important part. Um, And I think you see, kind of saw a wide, not a wide range, but you had um, some guys that were, you know, said, hey, that was the right call, and they were happy that we just got the event in. You also had some other people like colleague who made it quite clear that they were not happy with the decision. And you know, at the end of the day, I've listened to like Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, um, Martin Trucks Jr. Like they talk like it was the right call because um, the the forecast looks like, you know, four straight days of rain. And like those guys said, you know, those other guys, you know, some of these people that are complaining about they didn't get qualifying, you know, heats and, you know, whatever. But like Chase Elliott said, he's like, this is a track that you have to qualify well. Yep. Not like if you don't qualify well, you're going to get in the heat and you're going to drive from the back to the front. It's just not a super, you know, it's not a track that you can start in the back and move. So, yep. you know, I like I like what they did. They got it in and, you know, I thought qualifying was wildly entertaining. Um, the format and 
yeah, I thought just kudos to NASCAR all around for just getting it in and, and making that call. So, yeah, and ultimately, uh, you know, it, it's a tough situation to be in. You know, you're losing out on probably as many fans as you'd probably gotten on Sunday. Um, they, you know, they canceled a lot of the entertainment that was around there as well, just to get the race in. And then NASCAR even came out and said, they know that they were, this was a losing deal for them as far, as far as the money deal goes, but uh, in the end of it, they just wanted to get the race in. And you, you hinted at it too, as far as like the practice sessions and how qualifying went, you know, sure. You could, you could say it's not how it meant it was meant to be, but like you said, Elliot, it's it's you got to qualify good and everybody had the same opportunity as far as qualifying went then and then what everybody else had yeah well, and then, go ahead Kyle. i was just gonna say it, everyone had one practice session everyone had qualifying and then it was from there uh, it was everyone had the same on track i mean you know unfortunately for some of the rookies first time in a cup car first time at the coliseum it's the nature of it. You got to yep. learn and adapt on the fly. And for some of the guys that maybe this is a one-off for them, sorry, they were only going to take 23, 24 cars, 23 cars anyway. So you were going to have to unload from the trailer fast. Yep. End you of, had to be good. Yep. End of and that's, but that's, that's the nature of, you know, not necessarily NASCAR racing, but that's just the nature of any other racing that, you go to your local short track on a Friday or Saturday night, Lucas Oil, World Outlaws. It's you gotta you gotta win your heats to get in. Or you get you have to be good in your heats. You know, sure, again, it's it came down a qualifying session, but that's coming off of the trailer good too, in that scenario. And especially with, yeah. with limited practice at these races too. I mean, I'd say it, it was damn near pretty much a, a regular weekend. Yeah, and I the other part to that is you know, I think it's as fair as it could be given the circumstances. And I mean, for the love of the Lord, my pick was second quick in qualifying or in practice. <laughs> and he went from second quick in practice to not even making the race in Christopher yep. So, I mean, that just goes to show. And, you know, Kelly, you kind of alluded to, you know, rookies, you know, getting thrown on the track. I mean, granted, they're going to have a little bit more practice time. But hey, welcome to NASCAR. You're going to be doing that for the next 36 weeks, showing up to a track that you haven't turned a ton of laps in in a cup car. And yep. you're going to get a practice session here and there, and then you're going to get qualifying, and then, and then it's go time. So um, yep. I liked it. And then also, like, I will say, like, it's probably not sustainable for the sport, but wow, does that raise the stakes? When oh. 38 cars show up and only, you know, 24 make the show or 23. Could you imagine if like NASCAR did go to some format? Hey, we're going to go to tracks. And from now on, the field's going to be capped at 28. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> like, wow. You talk about raising the stakes. But yeah, no, given the circumstance, I thought it was awesome. I thought, and I think, I think it was very well handled again. Yeah. Like you were saying with the circumstances that were given to him, I think he got about the best product that you were going to get out of that, that whole ordeal. And like you said too, there were some guys that ended up missing out on it. Christopher Bell, I think was the big one that, that missed out on that race. Uh, Chris Buescher, who I think who still has yet to run the clash with RFK at the helm, uh, Josh Berry, Suarez, uh, Jones, like you said, Colleg, Holsevar, Zane Smith, Sindrick. I mean, it's just the list goes on as far as the guys that didn't didn't make that show. 
But the yeah. list of guys that did make the show, they made it interesting for the rest of us. Yeah, they got that right. And <laughs> I was a little, uh, thank God Blady had that points provisional for being well, the champ last year. Because, God, hard charge, damn it. That's a, that's, a dirt, that's a dirt word right there, a dirt award. That's a hard charger right that, there. You, you want to talk about a hard charger, 23 well, to 3. You talk about a provisional, like, okay, in theory, yes, Blaney is going to run the race no matter what. But when you talk about provisional, usually you're thinking somebody top 10 in points, yeah, you know, yep. quick but not there. Oh, no, sorry. Our provisional is a season champ. He didn't get himself in. <laughs> Any, anyone else, it's like, oh, my. Usually, like, like, I was sitting there. I'm like, I watch it qualify. I'm like, there's no way Blaney doesn't get himself into the top 22. I'm like, there's no way. Like, he'll get himself like 20th. I'm sitting there. I'm like, the laps kept going. I'm like, it's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> and the I think he made a he made a I think he made a bad decision on what tires he went out there when qualifying. I think he yeah, went out he had, scuffs. He had scuffs, yep. But it was awesome when the the announcers were saying it, like, hey, the defending champ, and they got him on the screen. They're like, he's got a minute to go. He's got about four laps that he can get in and yep. a minute. And then he clicks it off. Nope, not good enough. He's got three more to do it. No, not good enough. His third lap or his second or third lap jumped him up to like 25th or something like that. But I'm like, God damn it. He's going to, he's going to miss out on this. He's going to take the goddamn provisional. Yep. Yep. So no, hopefully to spend the provisional. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it, it came to his lab, came out uh, good for him. Like we were saying, he definitely got the hard charger of the night going from 23 to three, which I think for a race like that, that's, pretty damn impressive to do between the track that you're racing on just the the carnage that kind of entailed too yeah and stay on the lead lap yeah so yeah. staying on the lead lap is the biggest thing yeah because you, you got to move and you got to go now yep yeah them guys are there type yep. of thing so no there, joe gibbs had a really damn good i thought he was gonna win that there for a hot minute he had a damn good car rocket for that race you know, him and him and the JL twenty two, they decided to uh, shake hands and say we're gonna have a beer after the race. Yep. Yep. I loved there was a I loved a few of the comments that came out for that. Uh one of them went back to like the old two thousand five chase for the cup, like the drivers arguing in the, the garage area cutscene. I just saw it. they somebody put that graphic on there with Gibbs and uh Logano. I just thought that was hilarious. Another guy said too, like Oh, if you're on the if you're on the the tailgate for the truck, put the goddamn thing up so everybody can see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, I thought that was obviously you know whatever. Joey's had his side of the story. Gibbs had his side of the story, but I mean there was no shortage of storylines already um, between those two bickering. You had old Spin House, who I don't know how that is legal, what he did, under brake, takes his helmet off, puts his window net down, gets out of his car, goes over to somebody else's car, and takes their window net down? Like, Yep. <laughs> oh, if I, yeah, if I'm a crew guy, I'm hot. Yeah. I am hot. And John Hunter's crew guy was literally standing right there. I'm like, go, go to bat for your guy. Yeah. Hell no, I'm not letting you take his window net down. Yep. So, but that goes back to another argument, too, of it's got to be driver on driver. You can't get crew guys involved because then you have a big issue on your hand, too. So, I mean, it's just 
Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a super great look by any means. No, I mean, yeah, that's one. And then you got Mr. Ross Chastain finds himself in a little controversy again. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. yeah, he post race too. Yeah, yeah. they crossed the checkered before he decided to run him in the wall. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna send him, <laughs> gets the message to cross. Well, Jesus. Not under green. We're just gonna wait till it's over. Then we're gonna make it. Yeah. You know? Oh, and at least so then Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace. Yeah, oh, and then God. Bubba Kyle just said he was right off. Kyle said he was just sick of the way Bubba was driving him, and you know. Kept bumping him, running him deep, this, that, and the other thing. And then finally, last lap, last corner, Larson said, Yeah, I've had so, yeah. damn right. I was going to give it back to him. He's like, I didn't mean to actually spin him. I mean, I meant to send him up the track. I didn't want to do it quite that hard, but kind of kind of goes back to Blaney's comment last year. Fucking right. I meant to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then not only that, but we were just talking about spin holes and John Hunter, but. Spin almost had himself another tangle. He had him and uh, McDowell were oh, going yeah. at it. Yeah, them two were going at it on the track, too. <laughs> so, Jesus. yeah, I mean, by no means was there a lack of storylines coming out of this race. Um, Just carries over. That's the best it's part. The cla- it's the clash, boys. We got, we got another 36 weeks, 37 if you count the All-Star. Yep. Another 37 yeah. to go here. And that'll be that'll be my question here is, you know, that was, you know, so to speak, an exhibition race. Does this week, week and a half break, do guys cool off? And does Joey say, hey, Gibbs, you know, I'll give him, you know, whatever. And guys cool off, but it's it's the classic a driver never forgets. <laughs> Bingo. Plain and simple. Yep. So uh, Hamlin gets the win. I don't think that's a, a surprise by any means. He had a damn good car as well. Um, he was going to be a threat to win. Uh, otherwise, I, there was a lot of a lot of discussion too coming coming out of this race as far as do we need to move it? Was this a good race? Was it dampered by the the conditions that they were given before the race or anything like that? What's your guys' thought? Good, bad, indifferent? Here's like where it's at. Here's what I'm going to say. If they move the clash, it needs to be at a track less than a half mile. Okay. Run it at a half mile, run it at a quarter mile, maybe go to a track that's not on the NASCAR schedule. But I think it needs to be tight quarters just like that. Take it what you do with it. Stays in the United States, quarter mile track. Those are my two criteria. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. On a scale one to ten, I'd give it probably, I'd say a seven point one. Um, I thought it was a good race, um, and given the circumstances, you know, again a lot of storylines, so plus plus for that. But it just is such a bottom feeder track, you know. Yeah, yep. and a lot of times you're just the victim of somebody else's nonsense you can be two cars two cars ahead exactly and you're getting ran up the track because you're getting pinballed from somebody back there so yeah so i was good with it um and i'll save my thoughts for uh my schedule um and where the clash is gonna go so oh yeah i'll 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 save my 
opinion for that as well. Uh, I'll bring in Jeff Gluck on this one. He did his his traditional was this a good race poll. Uh, 51% said it was a good race, which ranks three number three out of the last seven clash races. Okay. With, uh, it's it ranks number two as far as the Coliseum races. Uh, 2022, the first year of it got an 84. Last year was a 50. So the three Daytona races, there's three the oval ones and then the one road course race as well. All right. Um, so that got taken yeah. into account. I say it sh definitely should not go back to Daytona. Yeah, whoever's I, saying Daytona road course can. Um, my <laughs> other <laughs> my <laughs> other thought was this, and this was a comment I saw on Twitter. What's why can't we get bumpers that are crunchable, for lack of a better term? Maybe that'll help with the bumper cars situation. Whereas those, if those bumpers are crunching when they're getting hit. Yep, something a little, a little less rigid. Yep, yep. yep. So that could be something that could that could get tried out just to see what happens. So, yep. no, overall, I think it's it's you know it's good that they got the race in. I think everybody's got their differing opinion, opinions on it. And I'm sure that's something that NASCAR will take a look at, at over the year and, and seeing if they want to change it somewhere. Um, but oh, otherwise, uh, any other final thoughts before we kind of move on to to Lucas Oil here? No, solid. No, I, again, for the circumstances, and I guess the most important part for me was, hey, let's just get the show in, let these guys get on the track and run all the laps that are meant to be run. Again, kudos to NASCAR, did what they could. Racing was the best it could be given the circumstances, and hey, yeah, did move on. Did the best with the, the situation they were given. So. Yep. Otherwise, we'll move on to Lucas Oil here at All Tech. They're in the the middle of a hell of a stretch of races here. So, uh, night one, RTJ. I'm trying to read our our acronyms here, and I can't get half of them. So, um, you want no. me to step in? What's that? You want me to step in? Yes, step in if you could. Um, yeah. He so also, we'll let him do it. Huh? He abbreviated it all. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um uh, Lucas Oil was at All Tech. Um night one. Uh RTJ gets the win. Um Devin Moran finishes second. <clears throat> Hudson O'Neill third. Um Tyler Bruning fourth. Uh Jimmy Owens fifth. And um guy we we're all pulling for, uh Hunt the Front, Jonathan Joyner, uh finishes sixth. Joseph so, Joyner. Joseph, sorry. Um so yeah, I think more more of the story there. Uh, first night was the qualifying and the heats. Um, everybody was just complaining about the track. It was so one lane and rubbered up on the bottom. They there was no top. And storyline was me and Kellen were kind of watching it together. I mean, they took a half hour, forty five minute track prep, and they just reworked the heck out of it. Um, a lot of people were grumbling. Yeah. And so they reworked the, the heck out of it. And lo and behold, I didn't think they would do it, but they did it. And yeah. we got ourselves a wicked show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the other storylines out of there was 
Uh, some of the bigger names that you might pay attention to or hear more often in the dirt scene, Jonathan Davenport and Bishop just struggled from the get-go. Um, I think, you know, Jonathan Davenport said, you know, it was just a circumstance situation. He went out super er or super early in qualifying and it started taking off um, after he went. So he got behind, actually had to use a provisional um, to get into the feature, uh, which you don't see often. Um, and he didn't move. I think he maybe, maybe went, you know, 20 to 15th or somewhere in there in that 10 to 15 range. So not a great night for him. And then B Shep, um, he also struggled and had to make, get in through, through a B main. So track definitely threw everybody for a loop. Um, and then the race itself, you had some, guys that you probably wouldn't have expected uh, to be up there going for the lead. Callan's old neighbor. Gary. Gary Anderson yeah. in the 58 throws her up on the top side. Um, and as we always say, when you get up on the cushion, you're playing with fire and the old concrete grabbed him and got him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, he was up there as well. Um, again, and then you talk about another regional guy we hunt the fronts, uh, Joseph Joyner. He was going at it with Ricky Thornton Jr., maybe showed his hands a little bit too early and maybe showed Ricky the way to get around there. Um, so uh, those are two guys that were up there competing for a win that you don't often see on, at, a Lucas Oil, at a Lucas Oil race. But um, overall, it was given the circumstances of what happened. Uh, with the track early on. Yeah. The rework was money. Yeah. Cre created an absolute dandy of a show. Yeah. I was trying to take out the tractor tires. You got guys ripping, literally Max Blair ripped the rear end out of his race car running the top. Um, you got guys just banging the boards, but then guys running the bottom, just trying to find anything. So rework was awesome. Yeah, and me and you were sitting there. We're like, we're going on like 30 minutes here on the rework. But uh, given the product they put on, uh, was well worth it. So um, that was night one. Um, RTJ got the win there. Um, but then we went, we went right into uh, night two. And the former Longhorn house car, Tim McCready, gets the win. Um, so he, good to see him get his first win since June, I think of 2023. So it's been a long time since he's been in victory lane. So he got the win Dalton Wilson in the 18, um, solid run for him. Ryan Gustin in the 19, Tyler Bruning again in the top five, uh, Clay Harris in the six and Kellen's new fan favorite, um, the AW 12 air force. Ashton Winger uh, <laughs> rounds out the top five. So, um, and then night two was a completely different track again, uh, right from the get go. It was muddy, uh, multiple lanes, guys running again, three, three grooves, bottom on the tractor tire, a little bit in the middle. And then it more so turned into the top. Um, at least the quick guys were living and dying. And up there, um, McCready, Wilson, Gustin were just throwing it up on the top. So um, that was night two. 
Um, again, JD struggled again. I think he actually he got it together in qualifying and practice in this heat race. Started fourth, I believe, and drove it straight backwards. Um, and I think believe he finished tenth. So. I changed up the attire. I didn't go with any 49 gear. Uh, I'm just going to support the ranch uh, this week. Mm -hmm. so change up the scene. Um, so I guess we'll go to old man's going. Yeah, we're going to get back on track this week at East Bay. So uh, he struggled. And then again, Bishop, uh, I didn't catch the reason why, but he went to a backup car for the feature. Um, I did not catch that either. But I, I do know that, yeah, he went to a backup. And I didn't even put it on here, but um, the former champion, Hudson O'Neill, the report was he just broke his engine, so he was in a backup car as well. Um, and then RTJ said it himself on his Twitter. I don't know if you follow him. Um, yeah. But old greed bit him. Uh, he was <laughs> running in the top three, and he was just getting greedy, trying to get too much of it, and – the old concrete, when you get greedy, the concrete will get you. Uh, reached out and grabbed him, grabbed the hold of him, and uh, <laughs> said, yeah, we're not going to let you get a win tonight. Uh, so he ended up pulling off, finishing like 20th. Uh, but somebody that <clears throat> they've been making a big, not a big scene of it, but um, Dalton Wilson, who's had his name in the mix here and there, but they always interview him and ask him when he's going to get his first Lucas Oil win. And he says he's been getting sick of getting that interview question. But he has a solid night, uh, finished second in that race. And he was running McCready down. And then he's a little bit pissed in his uh, post-race interview when he said, I don't know why that lap car was racing me the way they were. Uh, we talk about it all the time, a lap car. For some reason, didn't want to just let him go by and try to run McCready down. Um, so he got raced like heck, um, and didn't up, didn't end up getting to Tim Creedy. So, uh, yeah, it was overall a good show. And I think, you know, one of the bigger storylines there, um, over the last week, I guess you could say was, you know, these touring series guys, yeah, they got the best of the best, but you come up to, you know, with any racing discipline, um, you come to a regional or a local track for some of these guys and these touring guys, you're going to be racing some people you've never heard of. Um, these, these regional guys showed that they could compete. I think you, the clay Harris, uh, that was at gold. I was Gold's just going to mention. Yep. That was at gold Niles that he was, you know, running, led a lot of laps, didn't end up getting the win, but he showed. Oh, he no. Hold on. No, it was Ocala. Oh, was it Ocala? Ocala, yeah. yeah. Um, but he run, he led a lot of laps there that one night, and again had another solid run um, in night two. And then you talk about uh, Joiner had a good night, good run in night one. Didn't have a good night night two, but I think kind of speaks to any discipline. Uh, if you you know these touring guys got the best of the best, but sometimes when you show up to somebody's backyard, doesn't matter what you got. Uh, cause some of these guys know the, these tracks like the back of their hand. So, yep. I don't know if I missed anything. Uh, I talked quite a bit there, but overall it was two, two real solid nights of racing, uh, for Lucas oil. 
Yeah, kind of going on that camp. <clears throat> so here's where your your points are at. Uh, Ricky, Hudson O'Neill, Moran, Davenport, Brandon Shepard, Tim McCready, Dalton Wilson, Kyle Bronson, Clay Harris, ninth, Tyler Herb, 10th. That's your top 10 in points. So obviously some of those guys aren't going to run the series, but that's just where the Lucas Oil points stand as of February 3rd. So I think the top the top four were the final four last year. Yep, Ricky, Huddy, Moran, and Davenport. So it's no surprise there. Five was Bishop. Bishop's running the world outlaws. So toss him out. McCready, Dalton Wilson, Bronson is out. Clay Harris is that was somebody I was going to ask. Is Bronson running Lucas Oil or is he running World Outlaws? I think he, he's always been a World Outlaws guy. So that's where I'm thinking he's headed. Could be wrong. But I think. I mean, I wouldn't want to race Moran, O'Neill, Ricky Thornton Jr. I wouldn't want to race those guys every week either. Yeah, but I, I also don't want to race Bobby Pierce. <laughs> I guess pick your poison. Yep. Yeah. I guess if you go to World Outlaws, you're racing Bobby Pierce and Brandon Shepard every week. Yep. Go to Lewis Oil. Um, so that's just where the points shake out. I just had to look out of curiosity. Yeah. So, Kelly, and at, your boy Air Force, uh, what's, what's he got going on? Out the front Super Dirt Series. Is that what he's running? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to hunt the front. So, yeah, slick looking race car, though. Hmm. I, do, I do like that paint scheme with the, the white and the neon yellow and the blue. So, yeah. Uh, as we were recording this as well, uh, Monday's night show at East Bay, the Winter Nationals, was rained out. They are postponing it, so they're going to run that throughout the rest of the week. So they're going to do, if I'm reading this right. Uh, this, was, gonna... this was extremely hard to follow. So <laughs> they're going to, at the conclusion of Tuesday's night program, they're going to do time trials of Monday's program. On Wednesday, they're going to do the heat races and the B mains that were to ran on Monday. And then on Thursday, they're going to run the 25 lap A main that would have ran on Monday after Thursday night's program. So basically all the Monday stuff happens after everything that happens on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. So basically Thursday, you're going to have two A mains. And just to clarify for everybody, the, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday portion of this week at East Bay is non points. The only points race for Lucas Oil is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. So these first three nights were basically, you know, practice sessions. So you heard Jonathan Davenport say, yeah, we'll maybe run, you know, Wednesday night. So um, these first couple nights here were not points related. So that's going to be kind of interesting on Thursday night. You're going to run a points feature and then follow it up with a non-points feature. feature. I don't know. Hey, do what they want to do. Racing's racing. I'll watch it. I'll tell you that much for yep, sure. Yep, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Little I've always said I'll watch Big Wheel Racing for a paper mache trophy, so. <laughs> oh <my> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a case of beer, but. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, man. No, I, I thought overall uh, it was good. I thought, again, Good weekend of racing for for the for that series, and got to see a good amount of names that you know you don't typically don't see running, you know, 
up front every week, so to speak. The Clay Harris, the Joiner. Um, yeah, I mean, for you sure. could even say Gary Alberson, the Reaper, Ryan Gustin threw it up there. Um, so yeah, overall, it's good, good, good couple nights at All Tech, and then we mentioned first night got rained out here, but uh, it'll be five nights of racing at East Bay that uh, I'll drop a preview later in the week. There you go. So, no, Lucas Oil's again, getting hot and heavy into the year. Got a lot of great racing coming up. I kind of slacked off a little bit, so hopefully I can make up for it this week. So, no, any final thoughts before uh, we move on to our, I guess, featured topic of the week? Nope. Let's fire away. I'm ready. Fire away. Uh, can you guys finish final thoughts? I got to take a quick bathroom break before oh, I get Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Oh man, no, I uh, I did kind of slack off a little bit. I I I did dip out completely on on Lucas Oil, but I wasn't as fully attention as I full out attention as I could have been. So yeah, I was pretty much locked in Friday night. Saturday night, I was kind of hit and miss going back and forth between the Clash and Lucas Oil. Yep, yep. So. I, that, that's definitely where my Saturday went was was with a Clash. So yep, yeah. So, but good, like I was saying, it's just good to get some, some NASCAR back on track. And I think all the teams are pretty much ready to go. And yeah, I, it's always interesting how the clash shakes out. Cause you never know who's going to leave their pissed off with the other. And it takes yep. half the season to get that right, which keeps the storylines in tune with all that good stuff. So, yep. Are you ready there? Oh yeah. You ready to see the schedule? I suppose, yeah. especially yeah, since you're up first here. So, yep. That's why I use the bathroom. Oh, geez. <laughs> Did you give a rundown while I was in the bathroom? What what we got going on here? Oh no, we didn't. So, uh, so basically, we were told we're we're making the 2024 schedule. We're using the tracks that were on the schedule, so we can't <laughs> introduce any new tracks. We can move them around as we feel we want to. Uh, and we did come up in the middle of the week that the clash is open for discussion. So we could bring it to any track that we wanted to within yep. reason. So we're not going to Slinger in February, but oh god. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put a dome up. <laughs> so uh no same tracks that we that are currently on the schedule, clash is open for discussion, and that's about it. Yep. Everything's on the table. So um no, I think that's about it. So Cam, if you're ready to go. Since you were doing some last minute editing before we hopped on, but yep, I'm just gonna give her one last check here. Check, check. Yep, fire away. All right. Um I was gonna show a YouTube video before, but I can't quite pull it pull it up. Oh god. Um all right. Well, I'm I'm curious. I'm intrigued by what he's got going on here. Especially the first one here. That's what I'm so um yeah, I'm gonna I'll just give you a little preface here on you know, the thought process and what I got going on here. So I kind of this stupid <laughs> stupid bar. Um so I guess moral of the story here with me is I guess I try to keep, you know, some of these, you know, West Coast swings, um, 
East Coast, you know, whatever. I kind of tried to keep the swings a little bit together, but after that, um, I just went with my heart and uh, put together what I think would be the best uh, 2024 schedule. So we might as well get right into this. Uh, looks like we're clicking. So as you can see here, here's the current schedule. We can revert back to this if we need to. Um, this is where we're kind of, this is going to be our reference point. Um, I was going to try to, yeah, I'm just getting my speaker view situated. Can you guys see that or no? No. Always, always use your PowerPoint. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is the current schedule. And without further ado, I guess let's get right into it um, and see what kind of crazy questions you got. So I kind of did this, uh, broke it up, first half of the schedule, second half, and then I did a couple different slides for playoff races and championship race. So first half of the schedule here. Um, this is what we're looking at. Um, biggest, oh big, biggest debate here that we got going on right now is we're still in negotiations with where the clash is going to be at. Five uh, flags or Bowman? Wow! Yikes! <laughs> I'm going wow at Bowman. Bowman Gray. Yeesh. They they tested the next gen car there. Um, they, they did. And I don't know if you guys have ever paid attention to what goes on at Bowman Gray, but typically tempers flare there. <laughs> so, and I was thinking, hey, if we're going to go away from the clash, Kellen, you alluded to it before. Hey, we're going to keep this at a short track. Um, we're not going to a road course. We're not going to a mile and a half. And we're definitely not going restrictor plate racing. We're going back to Bowman Gray. And I don't know if you guys saw uh, Justin Marks. He kind of uh, put out his tweet in his uh, sense here um, saying NASCAR should go back to kind of the grassroots racing and get back to that kind of aspect of it. So um, that's five flags or Bowman Gray for the clash. And then as you can see, um, kind of uh, a standard um, – make our way over to to the west side of the United States. So we're going to run the Daytona. That just has to say um, where it is. No question about it. And then we're, we're going to start heading heading west. And, and on our way west, we're going to hit Coda. Um, thought process here is just not a big Coda fan, so let's just get it out of the way early in the year. While we're in Coda, we'll knock out Texas as well. And then you get into kind of your true west coast swing. We hit up Vegas. That's Think that's right around where it's usually raced um and then again while we're out there i'm not a road course guy so let's just get sonoma out of the way let's knock it out <laughs> never go back um and then we're gonna hit wow. up phoenix which is again um out out on that they do go there uh relatively early in the year so um get that one practice session for uh, the championship race Week seven, uh, this is Easter weekend, I believe, and we've got to keep that Bristol on a Sunday night, seven o'clock race. I love that. Um, so that, I believe, is the Easter weekend going back there. 
Then we're going to, you know, finish up some of the going back across the United States, obviously with Bristol, get into Atlanta, Darlington, Martinsville, Dover. Um, week 12, again, let's just knock out this road course. Let's get it out of the way. And then we're going to go to Pocono. So um, that's the first half of the schedule uh, for the gas man here. Thoughts, questions, concerns? Just a good mixed bag of treats. Yeah, like a little bit. A little bit heavy on the road courses, to be honest with you, but um, I tried to sporadically, hey, let's go, you know, here's a Bristol, Atlanta, Darlington, Martinsville, that good mix of, hey, here's a short Atlanta kind of races like a restrictor plate. Then you go to Darlington, back to a short track, Dover kind of races mile and a half. Then you go to a road course, then you go to Pocono, two and a half mile track. So try to give it a good mix um, while also being – effective with the travel all right so you moved walking glenn really far up wow yep uh <laughs> i forgot about easter i'm not gonna lie so it's a little bit different i do like bristol on easter sunday as well um yeah you're just really short you're just really road course heavy right out of the gate wow Let's get this second half going here. Yeah, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, and you got me thinking here. So, um, second half of the schedule here. Let's roll right into it. So, week 14, this should be All-Star Weekend. Keeping that at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Um, enjoy where that is. Following weekend, we follow that up with the Coke 600. As iconic as it is, it's got to stay at Charlotte. He spelled um, Charlotte wrong too. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> Indian <Yeah>. Apple S. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Charlotte Motor Speedway's gotta stay. Um gotta stay the Coke 600. That is that's a crown jewel. Can't touch that on um Memorial Day weekend, so that's gotta stay. But then we get into Again, just another kind of mixed bag here. So we get into Kansas. We get into Richmond. Then we go out east. We hit up New Hampshire, Talladega, Indianapolis, a little bit of a Midwest uh, swing here. Um, Indianapolis, Chicago Street Race. I believe I kept it on like that July 4th. Like it. Um, Want to come back to the Chicago Street, Street course just for the fact of for us. It's a close NASCAR race, and the experience I had there was awesome. So keeping that on that July, I think it's July 7th, right after the fourth weekend. Worldwide Technology Raceway, knock that out of the park, get get up to Michigan, and then we go back and finish up our um, East Coast swing. We got Homestead, Darlington, Martinsville again, and then um, Phoenix. Well, something I'm observing as somebody that's watching this, looking at the second half of the season, uh, you're at Phoenix twice already. You're at Martinsville twice already. You're at Darlington twice already. So those are three tracks you're not going to in the playoffs. And you just did. You moved Homestead up as well out of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> did we already got- go to Talladega twice? Nope. Nope. Okay. There's one in there, but. He's he's killed all the road courses, so there's no road course races in the playoffs, I don't think. Nope, we're missing the roll. Oh, it's in there, yep. This is true. All right. 
So you guys are pointing point out the obvious so far. So, yeah. Oh, all right. What do we come on? What do we got here? You're teasing. Right, so now we're getting into playoffs territory. Playoffs. So obviously playoffs. Had, yep. So you caught the first one. Obviously Phoenix is no longer in the playoffs, but we'll keep it at the cut race. So uh, round of sixteen. The three tracks we're going to in the round of sixteen. It's three tracks, correct? Correct. All correct. right. So the round really? of sixteen. Okay. Uh, we're going <laughs> Las Vegas. We're going to go to a mile and a half. Uh, produces great racing. We're going to go to Talladega Super Speedway, and then uh, Nashville as well. I I enjoyed the the Nashville race um, when they went there, and I thought it put on good racing. So. I like that kind of mix right there. Um, and I like Nashville being a cut. Okay. That, all right. I can appreciate Interesting. that. I, I like the mixture of tracks. Yep. I could agree with that. Okay. okay. And we get into the round of 12. God, you really botched Charlotte on that one. <laughs> so should have just took that off and put Roval. It's like Carlotte. Yep. <laughs> Carlotte. So it might um, be with the way they wreck cars. <laughs> for real. So we're going to Carlotte Roval. We're going to go to Charlotte Roval in the round of 12. Again, I thought I don't want to be too rude and not throw, uh, you know, the road course warriors, the McDowell's, you know, those guys of the world, the dinger, if they're in there, you know, got to throw one in there and give them a chance to get a win. Um, so kept a road course in the playoffs. Um, they're on 12 here going to Kansas again in the playoffs. And then we're Bristol's going to be around a 12 cut race. So Kansas more speedway. Speedway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Dude. Um, Tough day on the English. It's a good thing you work with numbers. Yeah, <laughs> not not an English major, but I like Bristol being a cut race. Um, so keeping Bristol as a cut race in the round of 12, um, it's got to stay there. Got to be a cut race. So that's where we're going. So other other than the spelling, I can agree with the round of 12 as well. Yep, I'm I, I appreciate that. I'm sold three on that one. Three different so, styles, three different winners. So if you, do you guys have any guests of where we're going for the round? <laughs> Round of eight. I was about to say, what do we got left? We got another Talladega race yet. We got a Bristol yet. No, we already got the two Bristols out. Because we had the Easter Sunday one. Oh, man. Did we get a second Daytona in? No. No, we're going back to so Daytona. We got a second yet. Daytona. Is there a second Atlanta in there yet? Did we do Michigan? No, we're going to Michigan again for sure. Kansas? Get, 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 come on. All right. So the round of eight. We had to name them all. Atlanta. Iowa. Well, I forgot Iowa. about Iowa. Yup. So uh, we're going to Atlanta Motor Speedway here again. Another. This is where I kind of was debating. Atlanta's what a mile and a half or two mile track, but it races like a restrictor plate. Um, so uh like that track. There, I know Denny hates it because then he's going to say, yeah, we're just showing it's whoever gets the most lucky in the playoffs. But um, threw it in the round of eight. Uh, also threw Iowa in there, short track. Um, this will be getting into October. Uh, temperatures will be cooling off. But Iowa is what I believe is going to be a sleeper track. 
uh, a short track that's going to going to provide, you know, two lanes racing. I think it's going to put on a good show. Uh, so I put Iowa um, in the round of eight. I think it is people are sleeping on uh, the product that I was going to put on. So that'll be a good, um, good mix of your shorter track racing there. And then you start the race with, you start the year with the biggest race of the year. And then uh, to set the championship for, we're going back to Daytona, Coke zero under the lights. Um, we're going to Daytona to set the final four. That's scary. This, this is like Frankenstein's monster. This round is scary. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So um, now I'm, I'm trying to, what tracks do we have left for the championship race? We named it off, and I don't remember one we named off now. Is there a Martinsville left? Nope. I think we got all of Martinsville. Okay. What do we got? What do we got? So, in the Gas Man's NASCAR Championship, we are going to... Set Richmond. Really? All right. The Richmond Speedway. The bottom Um, picture kind of looks like Daytona a little bit. Wow. Okay. So, we're going to Richmond for the championship. Um, And I want to keep it... I want to keep it that mile and a half or smaller length, length track. And I just really enjoy um, the racing that Richmond puts on shorter track. But again, you can get two or three lanes in the, in these races. Um, You can get a guy running the very inside. You can get somebody stuck in the middle and somebody on the high side. Um, So pretty technical track as well. Um, And I just think one of these scenes here, a championship race under the lights um, at Richmond, nothing would beat it. Hell, uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm oh. sold. I can I can rip that. Hmm. I uh, I don't know if I'm sold on it, but I love the 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 wild and crazy that comes with it. Here's a question. Would you change the route if you had to pick one? Would you change his rounds or would you change his championship race? You can't do both. You got to do one or the other. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Van Roll just doesn't like it because we're not keeping it. We're not going to Phoenix for the championship. No, it's not even that. He's going to keep things status quo. No, it's not even that. It's. (laughs) I just, I don't know if Richmond deserves to have the championship race. Honestly, the Toyota, the Toyota owner is four hundred for the championship. If I and I don't know, I'm just not sold on the championship. I like the rounds. I'm just that championship race. I'm not sold on. Okay, well, I guess yeah, we'll, we'll get into yours. yours. We'll see, we'll yeah, see. all right. <laughs> uh, about that, do we? Do you want to do now, or we got any other final thoughts here? No, I think you guys can throw your final thoughts at me. Let's rip. Let's rip through the other two, and then let's reconvene. All right, let me let me get set up here because I need to. I got move my notes down here. Oh, God knows, I'm just ripping the shit out of his championship race. I wow. All right, Richmond will give you that two three lanes of racing 
but it also will give you that short track feel where guys are going to be bumping and shoving each other out of the way, yep. running up the track. Yep. I'll do All my right. damage to go to bat for that, but anyways. So this is obviously a theoretical schedule. There is a reason why we are in the position that we're in currently and not in NASCAR in any way, shape, or form. So let me just throw that claim disclaimer out there right away. Uh, I just realized my spelling is tor- terrible because I do tire change cam. So we're off to a hot start. So <laughs> some key points I want to make before we really dive in. I'm stating right now the crown jewels are the Daytona 500, the Southern 500, the Brickyard 400, and the Coke 600. Those are the crown jewels, and that'll kind of come into play for one of these races. So keep that in mind. Uh, I tried to stick with the traditional dates for some, moved some other races around to new dates. Uh, I tried to kind of the same thing, get the swings together. So get like the group of types of races or the destinations together. Uh, Double header for a, with another racing series. Hint, hint. Uh, But I I put the stipulation in there as well as, Whatever the if Fox had X amount of races at these tracks, I stuck with that. So the same, basically the same first half races are in the first half of my schedule as the original schedule. So I'm not going moving Watkins Glen from NBC to Fox type of thing like Cam did. Oh, so whatever mm. whatever Fox had for races this year, they kept those races. Okay. So I stuck with that. So starting out, mine are are grouped in together as well. I might get some flack for this, but I'm going to stand my ground on it as well. I'm keeping the clash at the Coliseum. Whoa. Just because I think you have to get, you have to get to a new market. And I think if you go to a Bowman gray, if you go to a five flags where racing is already pretty well established, I think you just lose out on which on the new fans you can bring in. So I'm sticking with at the clash for that re- at the Coliseum for that reason. Uh, otherwise, obviously Daytona's first on the schedule. I went to Texas. I just don't like doing Atlanta and, and Daytona back to back as far as super speed races go. So I moved Atlanta down. So I moved Texas up, and then I'm doing a full West Coast swing: Vegas, Phoenix, Sonoma. Hit those on the way back. You swing through the circuit of the Americas and you hit Atlanta. So that's so, kind of where that first part falls through. For ripping on my schedule, we're pretty damn close here. I wasn't ripping on it by any means. Just the latter part I was, but I was pretty pretty well set with you on that first half. So Texas that's the Texas, we're both in the first three weeks. Vegas in the first four weeks, both. We did the full West Coast swing. Yep, you got got Circuit of the Americas. So, all right. I think we're pretty well set. So, uh, moving on, I'm also doing a short track swing. So, I've got Bristol, Richmond, and Martinsville. All three in a row right away. Uh, I missed out on the opportunity of having Bristol as uh, the Easter race, so it ends up actually being Atlanta is the Easter race, if we're kind of going off of dates as well. Uh, otherwise, we go to Talladega, Dover, Darlington, keep that on Mother's Day weekend. I like that. And you also make it throwback weekend. 
and then you have the all-star race and you keep that at North Wilkesboro as well. I just, especially with the new pave that they got going there, I think it worked out really well as far as having a lot of racing there for the entire week. So I'm keeping that there as well. Uh, so not a whole lot changed in this one. Um, pretty much stuck to the same schedule. Um, any thoughts with that one? I know, I don't, Kellen, I, I saw your eyes go up with the the short track swing. Yeah, I, I like to I like to spread my short tracks out, but I don't I don't mind it because you got a Dega, a Darlington, and then the All Star race. That mm -hmm. to me, the only ones I didn't like was the back to back Richmond, Bristol, Richmond, Martinsville. Sure, but other Again, than that, the bottom the bottom I can rip. And that's kind of where, like I said, it's it's Fox kept those same races, so that's where I was kind of stuck with as well. So. Uh, otherwise, obviously, Coke 600, you keep that on Memorial Day weekend. I did Iowa and then Kansas, and that ends the Fox broadcast. And then as you pick up NBC, I think a banger of a race to start off with is that Nashville race. Start out there. You go to the Chicago Street Course, and then the Brickyard 400. Like I said, crown jewel race. I think it needs to be on a big, big date. So I put it on the 4th of July weekend. Because if you look at it, and you it, it's kind of hinted at too, three of the four crown jewels that I talked about, other than Daytona, fall on a holiday weekend. That I that I appreciate. So that's why I moved that Brickyard 400 to the 4th of July weekend. weekend and I think a good follow-up race is Pocono. I think that I like Pocono a lot. I like the way it races, and I think that'd just be a good follow-up. Okay. Uh Second Richmond race, Michigan, Worldwide Technology, that, that St. Louis track, that's the double header with IndyCar. I really liked it when they had the double header with IndyCar at the Indy Road Course. I think you could pull that same thing off here. I don't like it at Iowa because IndyCar has the double header day there. They do race Saturday and Sunday. I think here it just schedule-wise will work better by doing it at uh, Gateway. So I'm throwing yep. that in there. Uh, I was looking at this as well. I had to keep Darlington, the Southern 500, on Labor Day weekend, which ends up being the playoff cut the the regular season ch uh, championship okay. race. Yep. So yep. by virtue, the Coke 400 gets moved to the weekend before. Yep. Which is what's so, happening in the actual schedule this year. Correct. Correct. So that is how the regular season plays out for my schedule. Any thoughts before we move into the playoffs? No, I don't think we've been to Kansas yet. Got another Martinsville, another Bristol, another Daga. We haven't hit the Roval yet. We haven't hit Walkland's Glen. Mm -hmm. we, are we going to Sonoma yet? Nope. Nope, we went to Sonoma already. Okay. Um, All right. He's keeping the roll in there. All right, let's get it. So in. I am uh I am gonna be a little lame. I will say that ahead of time. I pretty much kept the playoff schedule. I really like how it lays out between the mixes of tracks and it's just the order that they're hit in. So I I pre I kept it the way it was actually. Atlanta, Watkins Glen, Bristol Night Race, Kansas, Talladega, Roval. I think it's just you get everything you could want in each of those rounds. You get each type of track. 
you're all over the place. I just like it. I think the way that they had it originally scheduled was perfect. So I've got Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, Phoenix. Fair I enough. kept it the way it was. I like I like the playoffs. Fair enough. I think I, it's perfect. I can so, appreciate that. So that's where uh, that's where my schedule plays out. Like I said, I kind of stuck with more of not messing with who gets what races, and then also monkeyed with a few dates with crown jewel races. So I really was like the first things that I thought of was Indy 500 or the the Brickyard 400 as a crown jewel race and trying to match it up with IndyCar. Those were my first two thoughts when I came to all right. How am I going to make my schedule? Okay, well I took a a wildly different approach than either of you guys did. <laughs> so that's what I got. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Damn it. Okay. I guess I'm not. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. You're surprised. What are you surprised of? That I, I didn't mix given, it up more. I guess given the freedom that we had, that you didn't throw your own wrinkle in it, but then not surprised being as traditional and original of a NASCAR fan as you are that you kept it the way it is. I, so kind of going on that thought, I thought you were going to keep the tracks in the same grouping, but reorder them a little bit. Sure. So NASCAR or the playoffs, I could have seen you keeping the exact same tracks in the exact same rounds, but shuffling the orders. Sure. So that when I saw that, I'm like, he's going to switch a couple of them from orders rather than shuffle tracks within rounds. And, like, the thing th with that, too, is, like, looking at round three, I think Martinsville as that last race is perfect. I could have maybe switched round one and two, but that would have been about it. Make the Bristol night race the round two cutoff. Yeah. Like that so that been, was my thought. That was my yeah, initial. That would have been damn near the only thing I would I would have maybe done. Like I said, I those were the, the – Brickyard 400 and the doubleheader with IndyCar. Like those were the first two points that I, I wanted to make. And that kind of was what drove my schedule. If I didn't stick with the TV package deal, I probably could have gone a little more spread out with it. But just to, for the sake of that, I think that's what kind of limited me. Now, if I had Road America in there and the new Fontana track, I think that would have been a lot different as well. Which I still think they got. They have to go back to Road America. That it has to be on the Cup schedule. Yeah. I will pick it outside wherever I need to pick it out of to get Road America back on the schedule. I think that's a big opportunity missed. Oh come on! <laughs> you ready? Well, you need some. You need to liven this back up because I was too boring. No, oh. he was. No, he was giving away our content for next week. Oh, sure. This is going to get rowdy. Watch this. Yeah. All so, right. out of anybody, this is where I feel we go the furthest from the mean. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jackman is going to Slinger for the Clash. He's <laughs> got. WIR on for the cutoff race for the final four. <laughs> He's, yeah. This is where we go the furthest from the mean, right here. At least I hope we at least got the pick right for the clash. Like, <laughs> we're pretty much committed to Slinger for the clash at this point. All right. So uh, here's the here's the here's the official NASCAR schedule, right? This is this is when you look at this, this is the schedule right now. Yep. 
one thing I want you to know, and we'll, we'll revisit these numbers. These numbers here along this right-hand column, what these are is it's distance from one track to the next. Got it. So when you look at this, like I'm looking at the top, the distance from Coda to Richmond is 1,483 miles. So as you go down, right, that's how that falls. So like Charlotte to Worldwide Tech, 732 miles. Like that's that's the distance between tracks. So the 953, that is your average travel from track to track if you drove from one right to the next. And then the 1164 is the average in the playoffs. So I'll bring these numbers back, but I just want you to understand that this is how this works. I calculated all these on a um all right. on a uh on the Excel. So here we go. So when you look at this, we're gonna this is kind of some statistics in terms of the drive. So your average is 953. The current cup schedule is 953 from track to track, with the longest being 2,000 miles and the shortest being 80. In the playoffs, your average is 1,164 miles. Longest is 2,500, which is Vegas to Homestead. Um, and your shortest being 287 from Darlington to Atlanta. So just kind of some statistical background, just kind of looking at travel and numbers and all the all the other things that go into um, just getting there to begin with. Here's mine. This is where things get a little interesting. I've now chopped these numbers in half when you look at this. My average regular season travel is 407 miles, the longest being 1440 from Iowa to Vegas. So you're going to kind of see a couple of them here. Okay. My shortest being Charlotte to North Wilkesboro, just like that on previous. Uh, my playoffs average travel is 745 miles, longest being 1,700 from Pocono to Coda. <laughs> well, I already know all three races in a row. <laughs> and then uh, Dover to Pocono. But do you? Yeah. You know, maybe we're going to Pocono in the playoffs twice, not in the regular season. Um, Jesus. <laughs> maybe. You don't know. So I had to use the silly season graphic because this is where we're. This is getting silly. This stuff's going to get silly here in this graphic. So, when you look at this, here's the side by side comparison. So, when I talk about average mileage, like just raw getting there, um, I've cut the travel time down significantly. Um, I, I think when you see this, you're going to go, wait, what? Um, so, this is just kind of the side by side comparison. So, down quite a bit for travel if you left one track and went right to the next. Um, this is kind of what it looks like starting at the bottom. And you're going to go up the East Coast. You're going to go up there. You're going to go down kind of in the middle, catch some of these middle eastern U.S. Yeah. tracks. And you're going to go, whoop, you're going to shoot across to the West Coast, go down, beep bop down through Texas, and then head yourself right back to where you started. So how is hmm. Dakota fitting in that playoff schedule? Let me show you. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> you did not put Madison on the schedule. <laughs> Dude, it's warm enough this weekend. We can run the clash at Madison. You are a goddamn genius. <laughs> It's the, it's the what did I call it? I can't see the thing because Madness picture. and Madison five hundred. Yeah, dude, half mile track. 
park them in Glory. here, man. I'll, I'll, Goddamn I'll genius. I'll go up there. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my, my clash, my one free one was Madison. Um, okay, so I, I did it a little different than you guys did in terms of like holidays, and I kept all of the races attached to the tracks the same, but I moved the tracks around. And I added a few... I added an additional bye week at the end of the regular season. So I literally took my schedule and I traced the outline of the United States. We started in Florida and we finished close to Florida for the regular season. So I go Daytona 500, then we go to Homestead, Atlanta, Darlington, the Charlotte Roval for the Coke 600. So you got the Southern 500 and the Coke 600 back to back. You have three yep. crown jewel races in the first five races of the year. Yep. So then we go from Charlotte to Wilkesboro for the All-Star Showdown, Martinsville, Richmond, Dover, Pocono, New Hampshire for the cup race there. Then we go to Watkins Glen and Michigan International. So those are the that's the first half of the regular season. So we're kind of, we kind of take the the East coast. We go up to East coast. We go all the way up to New Hampshire, spin around. We're going to come start coming back down. Uh, we catch Pocono on the way through Watkins Glen, Michigan. Then everyone gets a bye week, head back to the shop. We're going to regroup, build some cars, figure out if we found anything or not. <clears throat> Second half of the season. We fire up at Indianapolis for the Richmond 400 coming off the bye week. <laughs> what? Keep rolling. We go to Nashville, right? Just a quick little bounce down the road to Bristol. Then we head up to the Chicago Street Course. Um, from Chicago, we're going to go to Worldwide Tech. From there, we're going to go to Kansas. Um, Iowa, I made the name up. The, all the blue ones are names that I made up for the races. Um, I felt like it needed one, so I couldn't leave it blank. Uh, then we go to Las Vegas, Sonoma, Phoenix. You catch Coda, bounce to Texas, and then you finish the regular season at Talladega. Have yeah, you guys, let me have just you guys figured out? Anything, any correlation to these 26 races? The I I'm baffled at yeah, if I'm, if I'm sticking if I'm sticking with the same crown rules that they're all done in the first 14, 15 weeks of the season. I feel like we could give a break before we go to the brickyards. And the all-star literally, you just went bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Crown jewel, yep. crown jewel, crown jewel. My God. So here's what I'm going to tell you, and you're going to tell me I'm crazy. If you look at these 26 races, we did not go to a single track twice in the regular season. Oh, God. So we got another Bristol. We got another Kansas. We got another <laughs> Vegas. Got another <laughs> Dega. Another Daytona. Another. Maybe. Another Texas. Maybe. So. In my first 26 weeks, these are your... We even hit... Okay, we did. You get your test week to get ready for the playoffs. I do not go to a single track twice in the regular season. Got another Atlanta. You can can go to any of these 26 tracks for the second time. Another Martinsville. Another Charlotte. When I get ready 
to go into the playoffs. Um, it's no, there's no bars hold. We're we're going all over and we're going everywhere. And we're, I picked my favorite tracks going into the playoffs. So here are my playoff rounds. Uh, round of sixteen, we go Kansas to the Roval to Daga. So you got an intermediate, a road course, and a super speedway. The round of 12, we went to Iowa 2.0, Michigan 2.0, Dover to finish the round of 12. Huh. The round of eight, we go to Pocono, playoffs at the pond, 300, Coda, and then we go to Martinsville to finish the round of eight with my championship race being the Bristol night race, the Bass Pro Shops night race. So I not, I went I went one visit or wherever, except for the Roval for the um, regular season, and then playoffs, all my favorite tracks. Well, not all of them, but I kept it very interesting. So, complete wild card here in the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm digging it. I'm I like baffled. Yeah, I'm I'm mind boggled. I'm good with round of sixteen. I like round of twelve, but this round of eight mixed bag of shit. We've got to spread out a little bit. <laughs> can we maybe throw a Michigan? Can we maybe swap a in a Michigan and a Coda or Pocono? I'm actually baffled that you chose. For those that are listening, for those that are listening, he's referring to the round of eight being Pocono, Coda, and Martinsville. I'm actually baffled that you put Pocono and Coda in the playoffs. Are you that big a fan of those races? I kind of think Pocono should be in the playoffs. I like Pocono. Coda, I, like I need I needed a road course in the round of eight because we got to get one random winner in there. My only thought is that you move, you switch Coda and the Robo. Okay, yeah, you can put you can put roll on around eight. I could agree with that. But yeah, that's where I went with my. my so we knew we were going to be so. I knew we were going to be similar. I had Bristol as my championship track, but I also was like, I knew I knew there was a good chance you were going to do it, and also well, I guess it can be Richmond too. But you get into, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if, for those that are listening he just popped up another slide on here that says nascar the decision is yours <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> so yeah that is the that is my that is my schedule i so. I know I'm I'm the furthest thing from traditional, but I like that. I like. I know the- I call Cameron's schedule the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yours is Frankenstein in the building that he came in. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I was the most content with the schedule. Yeah, I Cam went, went a little more modded, and and Kellen just went all over the goddamn place. Yeah, I went nuclear on that thing. I blew it up, and we started over. Man. So part of my regular season thing, and, and you guys probably didn't catch this, but part of my regular season 
deal with kind of just doing the swings and tracing the way I did was it gives opportunity for people in those regions that if one week doesn't work, you can potentially catch the next within reason. Sure. So like when you think about it, like for us, Chicago and Iowa, were in the area. We have Chicago, Michigan, Kansas, and Iowa, like in that stretch of five weeks that if you can't get to one, that would give you the opportunity to get to one of the other ones within reason. So I felt like now the Southeast gets a little crowded because a lot of the tracks are in the Carolinas and Tennessee and Virginia and it gets crowded down there. But for those regions, you go to the West coast, they don't have many opportunities to get there. So if you can't get to Texas, you can potentially get to Vegas. You could potentially get to Sonoma. Um, So from a fan logistics standpoint, I was thinking about it and I kind of thought about it for myself as like, man, if I can't get to Kansas, can I get to Iowa? If I can't get to the street course, could I get to Iowa? Um, so that was part of my rationale in terms of tracing it the way I did, where it's not necessarily a swing per se, but it is in the sense of they go from track to track within that region. Sure. So that was kind of my rationale as I was thinking about it. I kind of applied it to myself a little bit of how could I make that within reason for those fan bases in those areas. So that's how I looked at the regular season. And then playoffs, I just, I picked what I wanted. Yeah. We just went crazy. Jesus. So, there you have it. I actually just can't get over that you put Coda and Pocono in the round of eight. (laughs) I like Pocono. Hell yeah. I like Pocono. So, yeah, there you go. NASCAR, you got three schedules. It's easy. Man. I don't I I I'm so baffled. I don't even know where to go. Like I knew that's why you guys left me for last. I I really hell yeah. Man. Tell us we're idiots if you feel like our schedules are are something <laughs> yeah. else to be hold of, but <laughs> obviously I'll uh, I th- I'll do my best to post these up on social media and you guys can can pick them apart as you need to. So, no, I this was I think this was another good exercise that we did here, kind of uh, get the brain flowing. And I think we we saw each other's different mindset coming into this too. I think we all had three different things that we wanted to do with the schedule, and I think we saw it in our schedules and based for some t- good conversation. We'll say that. So. so I did in one of my schedule makes. I did have Daytona being the championship race. Too much, too much race. <laughs> yes, yeah. Start the start the year with the biggest race and end the year with too much randomness. Yeah, hundred percent. So, should we uh, transition out of this, or should we get to into some uh, quick race previews here? For sure. So we'll start out with. Uh, we mentioned earlier that Lucas Oil is on a really long stretch here right now. Uh, we mentioned earlier, too, that the East Bay got rained out tonight at the Winter Nationals. Uh, Cam, I believe you wanted to kind of dive maybe a little bit more into the Winter Nationals briefly. Yeah, we'll just get into it briefly. Um, I don't know if we're going to take this before we get, hit them briefly. Do we want to kind of throw our idea out there, what we're what we're bringing to the people or no? Yeah, why not? Um, so I guess, yeah, we're going to keep these race previews. Um 
that we usually drop here at the end of the episode. We're going to keep them in the same spot as the episode, but is what you're going to catch is you're going to catch a real cliff note version. Um, you know, where the race is, um, what series, and maybe, you know, um, one or two big points. And then something we're going to start rolling out. Um, I forget what the official name is, but um, one of the things we're going to roll, start rolling out is the pit road previews. And is what we're going to do is the three of us, we're going to take these um, race previews and we're going to roll them out later in the week as we get closer to race day. Um, one of us is going to take a race that we're interested in watching and we're just going to drop, you know, maybe a two minute video. Going to give you a quick few stats, where they're going, what series, and then, you know, maybe point standings and, you know, what are some storylines to watch um, or some previous winners. So uh, this now moving forward, we're going to keep this race preview. We're going to play around with this, keep this race preview real short. And then you can tune into hopefully you get a, you know, a two minute video as we get closer to race day. Um, another reason to turn the bell on uh, for the YouTube channel. Um, you're going to catch a two minute video that hopefully you'll be able to, you know, watch our two minute race preview, know where the series is at. Um, maybe some point standings and then what are, you know, one or two storylines for the races coming up in the weekend. So uh, something new we want to try and uh, just continue to change up uh, kind of the structure and be able to roll more content out um, later in the week. So um, yeah, but without further ado, um, here goes the first uh, cliff noted version. So yeah, we mentioned earlier, uh, Lucas oil was on a, on a big stretch of racing here uh, Monday night as we're recording, got rained out and that is going to get made up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but uh, Lucas oil is going to race. Tuesday through Saturday, um, that being Tuesday and Wednesday now, and one feature on Thursday are not going to be points races, and then uh, a feature on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will all be points races for um, Lucas Oil. So um, that's where I'll leave it, um, and then you'll be able to tune in to um, a pit road preview uh, later in the week, uh, probably going to drop Thursday morning. Um, as we get into the first points night points race uh, for Lucas Oil on Thursday night. So uh, next race preview, Kel, uh, I think you're going to touch on it. And uh, we got uh, World of All of Sprint Cars at Volusia. So uh, basically what it comes down to is we finally have some sprint car race and get these guys going. Um, they're going to run February 7th to the 10th. So they got four days of racing for the Federated Auto Parts uh, Dirt Car Nationals. So um big half mile track um they got the dirt car nationals going on down there so um tune in and don't be surprised if you got a couple high limit guys trying to spoil the fun down there um as sprint car racing finally gets going i think the other thing too and, and those for those that are kind of modified guys as well uh kenny wallace is down there running the nationals this weekend with a car owned by nick hoffman fun fact yep so Hoffman's got two caps on. Uh, I'm going to round it out with the World Series of Asphalt stock car racing coming up at New Smyrna this week. Uh, it's going to start on really Thursday the 8th with some practice, but then really starts Friday uh, the 9th, and it runs through the 17th. So you get nine nights of racing in a row. 
Uh, we'll talk about the ASA star race in the middle of that next week, but the big one coming up for that is going to be the NASCAR wheel and modified series. They are going to be running on Saturday along with having their super late model programs and their pro late model programs throughout the week. So this is always a traditional race leading up to uh, the Daytona 500, obviously, and speed weeks. Uh, keep an eye on that. Casey Roderick was your champion of it last year as well. So that is something that I'm keeping an eye on. And like I said, that's going to be an entire week uh, deal down there. So keep an eye out, like Cam was saying, on the, the socials. Every TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, whatever the case may be for those those extended race previews. We'll dive a little bit deeper into those and kind of see how this goes. Experiment with a little bit and, and see what we can get out of it. So uh any other final thoughts here, fellas, before we kind of wrap it up here for for the night. No, I'm excited to kind of roll out these new race previews. Um hopefully we'll be able to, you know roll out more racing content for you as well. Um, but you won't have to, you know, listen to a whole episode to look for a preview. We'll just be able to give it to you, you know, hopefully in less than two minutes, if we're more efficient, hopefully we can roll it out in a short. Um, but no, just excited to roll these out and kind of see where things go. And hopefully, um, you know, we can generate yeah. a little bit more fan uh, interaction or listener interaction. And yeah, again, just, Share our love for racing. Absolutely. Yeah. First, I got the first one uploaded and ready to go. It's just that it's private yet. So sure. Yep. It's in there already. Didn't see the old promo. Open up YouTube map <laughs> on my TV and it says debuting February 7th at Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um couple bullet points here before we really do wrap up uh next week's topic we're going to kind of get get you up to speed as far as what we the 2024 season comes i know we talked about our expectations and, and talked about some other things but we're just going to kind of hit some storylines kind of some what happened over silly season toyota ford came out with some new bodies and just kind of hot or cold seats who do we think is kind of on a hot and cold seat as well so kind of focusing on everything getting ready for the day 2500 um and also in preparation for that uh, we're going to be starting a fantasy league. I know we've talked about it a lot last year amongst the three of us and, and fantasy and how that played out. Uh, we're going to open it up. Anybody that wants to hop in with us, they can join us. Uh, it is the Three Stones Pit Crew Fantasy. We are playing on NASCAR Fantasy Live. We'll release some more information on that as uh, uh, leagues can get enrolled into and drivers can be picked. We'll put some stuff out on socials as well, but uh, we're opening it up. We want, want some competition this year, and we want to get some more trash talking going on amongst everybody. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Hop on in, and we'll we uh, we'll be excited to get everybody in in our own fantasy league this year. So um, no, another great week of of discussion, especially with the twenty twenty four schedule. A lot of great racing coming up this week. Uh, as always, make sure you can get out to your local short track as well. Support them as they get back up and going on the year. And as always, like, subscribe, uh, share any videos, make sure you're, you got that bell rung as well, and follow us on socials. We're always looking for for insight or uh, just overall discussion you guys are willing to put out as well. So uh, hit those, hit all those channels up uh, and be ready for getting ready for NASCAR season. So we'll see you all next week with our uh, getting up to speed for the 2024 NASCAR season.